When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Are you kidding me? You are looking loud. Winning cures everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Happy Sunday morning, goodness gracious. I'm Gary. I'm Chris. And this is Winning Cures Everything. It is the college football week 10 recap for Sunday, November the 8th. Uh, Hopefully everybody is having a good Sunday morning. That was a fantastic way to end a college football Saturday last night with the Irish and the Tigers. And then we got a little bit of Hawaii at the end. I was about to say, did you watch any of the Pac-12 after dark? Because our boy Rolovich. uh, Rolo was rolling. Came out rolling, baby. (laughs) I yeah, that was that without Max so Borgie. Like that was I without. Love, I know, I know. <laughs> I love that man so much. He's so fun to watch. Oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. It was so much fun to watch. Um, I I thoroughly enjoyed all of it. I I just we had Hawaii going on. We had Washington State going on. We had you know just a a fun full day of football, and neither one of our teams had to play to ruin it. Like that yep. helped. So <laughs> they get to play next week, and it's going to ruin it for me. But that's fine. It, it, well, here's the thing: it's going to be right after the Masters, so Alabama LSU at 5 p.m., which is such a weird start time. But uh, but hey, the Masters all morning. We don't even have to watch football up until that point. Now we're going. To. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> be watching a lot of football. <laughs> yes, we we certainly are. We certainly are. Okay, you guys know where you can get all of our college football stuff. That is over at sbrpicks.com/ncaaf. You can also find it on the Sportsbook Review YouTube page. Uh, just go over to YouTube, search for SBR Picks, and I'm going to go ahead and, and shout you out here. Chris went 10-0. and 10-0 and against the number in his official gambling picks for college football last week. That puts you at 14-1 and the last two weeks. This is... Uh, is that good? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> it's definitely better than you had been. Because for the first time all season, you are now over 500 for your official record on the year. Hey, I told you, when you dig yourself a big hole, you need need a big big shovel. shovel. And you definitely brought a big shovel. And so I bet 10 games, which is rare for me. Hey, I was was tweeting that stuff out last night, and there were so many responses from people. Like, it was really surprising. Did you get a bunch of follows on Twitter? I got a few follows, so I got a lot of comments and people, hey, people on the internet were actually really, really nice. It was kind of weird, right? <laughs> hey, we I will tell you this. This year, 
last year I did world's better picking. I think it's because I've either been one extreme or the other. Like I don't have any three and four weeks or four and three weeks. Okay. Like me four, three and one this week. I'm, I'm, I'm either two and five or I'm five and one. Okay. Like it's, it's either a real good week or a real bad week. People on the internet have been really nice last year. Last year was rough, man. It made me feel like I don't want to ever read the comments, but now I'm not afraid to anymore. No, nah, there ain't no ain't no reason to not read the comments now. Everybody's been pretty good. So yeah, it was a it was a fun Saturday. When, once we got down to Arkansas, you know, coming back in that second half, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit. But that Can't game, wait to get into that game. Oh man, a lot. I got a story about that from last night. We're, we're going to talk about that. Oh, we we will certainly <laughs> talk about that. Well, let's let's go ahead and dive into the games. Let's let's jump Come into on. that. Oh, by the way, hey, winningcureseverything.com. Make sure you're subscribed everywhere you need to be subscribed. We do the live show Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, we talk NFL and whatnot over on that one. The college football stuff, pretty much podcast exclusive. So make sure that you are subscribed to this podcast. If you're listening right now, we do appreciate that. Uh, we do a recap every Sunday, and we do a college football viewing guide along with the biggest stories of the week on Thursdays. And you can only get it on the podcast. So get it right here. Make sure you're subscribed to it and that you leave a nice five-star review, written review over on Apple Podcast. But it, we can get it, or you can get the podcast anywhere that you get podcasts. So make sure you are we subscribed. We got three shows that you can't get on podcasts. They are with SBR exclusively. Yep. Those are on YouTube. And uh, Tuesday night, our live show there, that's where I will I will take my official bow. That's where we give our official picks for the next You week. got that right. You got that right. So we, man, I just realized that. We do two podcast exclusive shows. We do three Winning Cures Everything shows each week, and we do three mm-hmm. SBR shows. That's yep. eight shows eight, a week. Eight shows a week, brother. Eight Ooh. days a week, baby. That's what the Beatles say. That's what you got to work, right? If you, you want to be great. Right. <laughs> All right. I'll be John. I'll take the bullet in the head. That's fine. There you go. There you go. <laughs> God bless. What a day. What a day to be alive. All right. Um, let's move into game number one here. Game number one, now that we are five minutes deep. Clemson goes on the road to South Bend and loses to the Fighting Irish 47-40 to in double overtime. The, the big story out of last night ended up being that they rushed the field. They let the students and whoever was in the stadium rush the field. So it's just this mass of, of human bodies, and everybody freaked out about that, even though everybody was celebrating the president earlier. It was the, the, all that mess was just a disaster to watch unfold online because it's the same people that were saying, Oh, can you believe it? All these people celebrating, and then the Irish do it, and it's like, uh, well, this is not ideal. This is not great. Like, <laughs> did you see where Brian Kelly actually called it and told his players, hey, when we beat their ass, the fans are going to rush the field, and we need to get into the tunnel as quickly as possible. Did you read that hey, story? <clears throat> no, no, but 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 listen, this is what great coaches do, okay, because you – what is Nick Saban's number one quality? Bill Belichick's number one quality. Preparation. The elite of the elite coach. Preparation. Being, be, yeah, preparation. Being prepared for anything. Yes. They, they really, I, I don't know, like, yes, that was a rah-rah thing, but, but that he was prepared for any outcome, any reaction from the fans, any rea- anything, because that's what these elite coaches do. And I do believe Brian Kelly is an elite coach. They are never going to have the talent Clemson has, Bama has, Ohio State has, Oklahoma has. They're just not going to do it. The ACT scores are too high. I've said it before. 
there might not be a player on LSU's team that is a, a regular contributor that could even get into Notre Dame. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. my no, we, school. We I'll talk about, about my school. But so, so the fact that they're able to compete at high level still says so much about the coaching abilities of Brian Kelly. Oh yes. What he's um, done there is nothing but miraculous. I love the the fans cr- uh, rushing the field. I, I would have loved it felt to have been in an atmosphere like that. It yes. felt normal. It was so it felt good. like a big game. The guy that I'm the happiest for is Ian Book. I called him he early on before the season ever started. At the end of last year, I said and not because I thought he was the best player in college football, but it never goes, the Heisman never goes to the favorite. It just yeah. never does. It always somebody comes out that we don't, we're not looking at or not paying attention to or whatever. And, and I said, this year's, this year's Heisman is going to be in book. And he hadn't played great, um, but he hasn't made any mistakes last night. I'm not, I don't care about the Heisman anymore, whether he wins it or whether he loses, it doesn't matter. Even if he gets to New York, it doesn't matter. Last night, him dominating this football game dominating this football game and then the fumble and the way he fought back. That's why we love this game. That's why we love this sport. It's it's I made a mistake. I personally made a mistake that cost my team the game, but then I am going to do everything I can with these other 22 guys as a part of a team and we are going to continue to fight, continue to claw, continue to keep scraping all the way down and and got it to overtime. And and when they got it to overtime, they there was just a, a feeling in the air. When they scored first the second time, I looked at the guys that I was around and I said, I think this is over. I think this is where the freshman makes the mistake. And you were a hundred percent right about that. I, yeah. I will tell you this. We were texting back and forth with our, our Westlot Pirates boys. Yes, sir. And and we kind of called the game a little prematurely because I, I, once the fumble happened and Clemson came down, scored, all that, we thought the game was done. Well, Clemson's defense had had shut down Notre Dame most yeah. of the second half. That's what Venables does, though, right? Yeah. You, if you're going to get to Clemson offensively, you're going to do it in the first half because Brett ain't going to let you do it in the second. He's going to see how you're playing. He's going to see what you're doing. He is the best defensive mind in college football, and I don't think it's close. And I love a lot of defensive guys. You know that. Oh, yeah. I, I just don't think it's close. And, and when they – when they scored with what, like three thirty left, plenty of time left, doesn't matter. But I just didn't see Notre Dame driving and scoring because um, they haven't the entire second half. Yeah. The, now they did have a drive for a score, and that's when the fumble happened. And and it's just I I was just stressed, and I thought this ain't this ain't happening. The Irish fought like hell. They dominate this football game, oh, and yeah. now they're gonna lose it. Yeah. And, it was three three minutes and thirty three seconds left. Yeah. And Travis Etienne, of course, gets a uh, gets his rushing touchdown, his one, um, his one. Man, yeah. they bottled that dude up. Hey, I told so you, let's, it's the best defense in football. Let's let's talk about these stats right quick, because uh, this was incredibly surprising to me. Now, if you just look at total yards and whatever, looks fairly even, right? So five nineteen for Notre Dame, which is insane, insane against about. his defense, uh, and they haven't scored on anybody all year like this. Yes, uh, think about it. Louisville held this offense to. Uh, 14, what, 11? Four, no, uh, 12 points. 12, 12 points. points. Yeah, I about to say, it was less than two touchdowns. I knew it wasn't and, 14. And only about like 400 yards or something like that. So they were able to drive in that game that they just couldn't score. Uh, Clemson had 473 yards of total offense. They had 34 rushing yards on 33 attempts. You texted me 
and I was able to watch the game, but I wasn't able to play on my phone. I I had I was got involved in a poker game last night that I hadn't done in six seven years with yeah. a bunch of strangers I didn't know very well. <laughs> and um, you you texted me, and we were a good bit into the third quarter. Yeah, and you said Etienne has ten. No, this is going into halftime. Etienne had ten rushes for five yards. Yeah, and then a good bit into the third quarter, he now has eleven yards. And I thought. That this is why Notre Dame is dominating them. They are one dimensional, but this is the best. I do think this is the best defense in the country. I, th- I think that this answered our question about the playoff team because I do feel like. So I, you think with Trevor Lawrence coming back, if Trevor Lawrence beats them the second time, they both I still they think both they're the fourth. In. I think, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And there are going to be people that are going to crap on that point and say, well, they would have lost twice if, if Lawrence was there. Man, shoulda, woulda, coulda. We don't know that. No, it, it, I, here's I gotta, the thing. It, I got to see it. Even with, like, you can't tell me that Lawrence is going to play any better than DJ Uyunglele did. No, he played he like was, a champ. No. Here's, here's he numbers. is not the reason they lost this game. No, 29, you can't put it on that young man. No, 29 out of 44 passing, 439 440 yards. 440 yards. Yeah. Jesus. That's a 10-yards-per-pass average with two touchdowns. Hang on. Like, let, me, let me tell you the stat. I'm looking at the stat line right now. You want to know the most important stat of the game? Uh, 13 carries for two yards? Nope. That guy that guy had two sacks, and they were both in the second overtime yep. when they had the score. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was pretty he bad. He didn't get touched the entire game, and then he gets in that second overtime where the other team has already scored their touchdown, and now we're on to dick-cutting time. And this is this is when men become men, and, and, and the losers fall away. It's, and this is where inexperience comes in. This is where this is where playmakers make their money. And Notre Dame drew up some blitz packaging that just confused the hell out of the offensive line, which shocked me because that's a really good yep. offensive line. And this young man had no clue where to go. He just had to go backwards. And it was fourth and twenty-four. Yes. It was phenomenal to watch in that in that second overtime. Um the mistakes in the game, the turnovers in the game, Amari Rogers. Lost a fumble. Mm-hmm. Travis Etienne yep. lost a fumble. Braden Galloway lost a fumble, um, and then Ian Book for Notre Dame lost a fumble, and that was their <sighs> that was their one turnover. Turnover. So you yep. had a three to one advantage for Notre Dame, um, and it was not the quarterback. Like it, no, the, n- neither was, one of them. None of them were were interceptions. Yeah, it was it was not that. It was the the experienced guys on the team that ended up losing the football. And Do it's not a, fumbles are not always their fault necessarily, but well, I mean sometimes they are. Yeah. I mean most of the times it's the guy carrying the ball's fault. Yeah. Let me ask you an honest question because I don't want to crap on anybody in this game at all. I I don't like Clemson, but you can't hate them for what what they went through last night. Man, this yeah. is this is a great game. My question is this: Do you do you think do you think this hurts Etienne at all? Like he finally played a good defense. And at some point in time, our NFL scouts saying maybe because we're seeing the devaluation of NFL running backs anyway. It, it, uh, will he go top five? Will he go top ten? Should we take a running back that early? I mean, I don't and, know that he was ever going to be top five or top ten, but he ooh, could certainly. We disagree there. He could still be a a top like a first round guy. I think that's I what mean, his Clyde Clyde barely made it into the first round and he was the only running back taken last year. And that's I that's think what I'm the saying. running back is coming devalued. I I think before this game he was 
a top 15 guy pretty easily because he catches the ball so well. Yeah, that's what you I was going to say. Do that. He has not, that, that has not changed. He had eight receptions for 57 yards in this game. Like that is what he has been used as this season. So I don't well, yeah, think that a that receiver. changes. He, you're right. Yeah, I don't but think it then, changes. Hang on, but at some point in time in the in the league, you have to be able to run and catch. You can't just catch. If you're just a catching guy, you're a third down guy. Nobody's spending a top three round pick on you if you're just going to play one snap a down. Hey, I, I want to I want to read you these stats real quick. Um, okay. Against Miami back on October 10th, he had 17 carries for 149 yards. Since yes. that game. Against, Since that game, that yep. was a great – that's the only game that Clemson has on their schedule right now where they kicked the shit out of somebody uh, outside Georgia Tech. Yeah, obviously. Georgia – I mean, Syracuse, they kind of whipped it a little bit. But, you know, that was late. So, and Syracuse hey, either, is either terrible, way. though, Gary. I know, I know. Well, I, I know. guess Georgia Tech is, too. So, so since, since they whipped up on Miami and he had 17 carries for 149 <laughs> yards, against Georgia Tech, 11 carries, 44 yards, one touchdown. That's against, the best game they've got. Against Syracuse, 16 carries, 86 yards, three touchdowns. Oh, against, man, I didn't know that. Against, I, I thought the Georgia Tech game was going to be his best game. Uh, against Boston College, 20 carries, 84 yards, one touchdown. And then against Notre Dame, 18 carries, 28 yards, one touchdown. Now, listen to this, though. Against Miami, eight catches, 73 yards. Against Georgia Tech, only two catches, 29 yards, though. Against Syracuse, three catches for 20 yards. Now, he went out of the Syracuse game a little early. Yeah, that, that's um, the game he went out of. I don't. I was shocked that he had that many yards because I remember him going out, but yeah. I, don't, I guess I don't remember when he went out. Against Boston College last week, seven carries, 100, or sorry, seven catches, catches. 140 yards, one touchdown. Like, well, he, he was, was the a best receiver player. on the field that night. By he far. was their only offensive weapon that night. So he, he can be used in both, and I, I fully think – but all still, of those teams that you just talked about play bad. Not just not just not good defenses. Not just not Notre Dame's defense. They're all real bad at defense. Here's it, agreed. Agreed. Here's those it, are all one hundred level defenses. Here's what's going to cost him though. Against Miami, zero fumbles. He has had one fumble a game in every game since then. Against yeah. Georgia Tech, Syracuse, Boston no. College, and Notre Dame, well, and and he lost them in three of them. Yeah. So so. That was the biggest knock on Jonathan Taylor coming out. Remember that? Oh, I certainly do. And and I think Jonathan Taylor's career has probably been better because Jonathan Taylor was the only marquee player in Wisconsin. And while Etienne's numbers are unbelievable, he's doing it. He's done it his entire career on a super team. Yes. Anyway, that, I, I'm not trying to, to to downplay the quality of the no, man. No, no, but it, it's a it's a but it's a question, it's a question that's going to be asked for guys that evaluate talent for Sundays. Uh, Why, I, did I'll he tell cost you himself a lot of money? I think if he came out last year, he is a first round talent. I think last year it would have been Clyde and him. Somebody yes. would have found a way to take him. I yeah, do I believe, or I think he's the second guy taken the first one in the second round before Taylor, before Dobbins, before Swift. And 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 I think he makes a lot more money. And now he's gonna have to have a hell of a finish to the season. Yes, he because is. Because these NFL guys aren't dumb. They know, I know we're taking a long time on this game, and I'm sorry. No, it's all good. It's but all good. They know these guys are doing this against bad defenses. There's a reason running backs just didn't get drafted high out of the Big 12 for a long time. Yep. Because they understand you're playing against air, man. If you can't run against them, what the hell are we doing? Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm outside with, of Peterson. Nobody's been taken real early. Hey, let's uh, let's give some props to a running back. By the way, Kyron Williams, twenty three carries, hundred forty yards, three touchdowns in this game. Yes, I oh mean, my unbelievable. Gosh. So Notre, Notre Dame had the 
the, the, the Brian Kelly schemed up one of the best game plans overall as a team. They dominate this football. My upsetness for Notre Dame last night was going to be the fact that they've, they haven't been able to get over this hump against these elite teams, these super teams, as we call them. And last night, they weren't just over the hump. They dominated the team the, in, excuse, the entire game yeah. until the fourth quarter. And and to to come a, away with a loss there would have been just soul crushing. Yeah. I mean they, they were up uh twenty three to thirteen at the half. Yep. And come out, Clemson scores ten points, ties the game. And then Clemson goes up thirty three twenty six at the end, and it takes a, you know, two minute drill offense drive for Notre Dame to come back down, tie the game with twenty two seconds left, and then overtime was just Magnificent. Now I know everybody. Everybody was waiting around for Saturday Night Live, which I, I'm sure you did not get to watch that. But no, but I've got to t- my, I, let me tell you. Let me tell you who was the All Star last night. Okay, first something weird happened to my phone while I was playing poker, and I guess it did like an update, and my Twitter got logged out, and my Facebook got logged out, and and my scoring app that I use that I have to log into got logged out. And all three of them wouldn't let me reset the password and the password I had. So I, I like text my wife who's back home with the kids while I'm out playing poker and drinking and, and, you know, being crazy. And she goes through on the computer, resets all my stuff, gets me all my stuff. <laughs> and then texts me before she goes to bed and said, Hey, I saw Dave was on SNL last night. So I went ahead and TiVo that for you too. And I was like, man, all right. All right. This person that lives with me, maybe she does like me a little bit. <laughs> it was it was awesome. It was it was a good night. We so stayed I'm up excited. That, that will be watched today as soon as we finish this. It's uh it, it is well worth your time. His opening monologue was fantastic. Unbelievable. All right. Let's uh let's get off of that game. That was a fantastic game, and we will get to see it again uh here in just I a little while. I do believe we're gonna if we don't get to see it again, it's a damn shame. And the ACC is don't get drunk like the Big Twelve. That's all I ask. Yeah, I mean, because if, if we don't see it again, that means that... Uh, Notre, that uh, Clemson had to lose again, right? Yeah, Clemson will have had to lose Notre Dame would have again. to lose twice. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Hang on, they'd so, have to lose twice and Miami not lose again. That's... Yeah. Because they could lose twice and still make it. Yeah, North Carolina's already got two losses, so it's... Yeah, they'd have I mean, to lose twice and Miami not lose. Notre Dame's uh, schedule coming up, by the way. Um, let's see, we have got... Pretty, pretty at, easy. Yeah, at Boston College, at North Carolina, Syracuse, and at Wake. So three road games and you know three teams that can score. At, so it, it could be interesting, but I, I seriously doubt any of them give them a uh, a real All right. Whoa, real threat. On. So I, I I you said at Boston College, we're going, we're all, we're almost done with this segment. I promise. Oh, it's good. Tonight we're doing our our look ahead lines, our opening lines. I'm, I'm gonna bet that Notre Dame number is gonna be bigger than it should be. Oh, 100%. and this is probably going to be a good week to take BC. Oh yeah, because BC only beat Syracuse sixteen to thirteen, and and we know that BC can't listen. This BC offense is going to be fun to watch against Notre Dame one because oh, they don't yes. run the ball; they throw it down the field. Yes, and and you saw Clemson wasn't able to run the ball, but no, they but threw they could it throw all it. over. They had two receivers that what both had one hundred fifty yards. Yeah, they had two guys that that just kind of kind of lit it, it up. Yeah, um, one sixty one and one thirty four. Yeah. So I, I'm going to tell you, B, I love Notre Dame. I've been betting them so much this year. 
I will probably take a step back this week. Uh, Clemson's remaining schedule at Florida State, Pitt, and then uh, at Virginia Tech. Yeah, so they, they've got Bob this Tech next would week. Would have off. to have a hell of a turnaround to their season. Uh, you got that right. To but I, this team. again, right. I don't think any of them are you know a, a capable. But but we'll see. I mean, you never know. This is a, BC scares oh, me. Notre Dame, don't lay an egg next week. Let's this, let's be the number one team in the country. This or, is a, uh, the number two or three. This is a wacky wacky season, man. What uh-huh. a, what a year. What a what a time to be alive. All right. Let's move on. Let's discuss, and we'll we'll kind of roll through the rest of these fairly quickly. Uh, we won't spend this long on any other game. Florida, Georgia was something else. The cocktail party, at Georgia comes out, gets a 14 to nothing lead, and I am immediately thinking, oh, no. Like, I should have seen this coming. Georgia does this to Florida every year. What the hell was I thinking? And But at the same time, like all I didn't it took feel was, that way at all. all it, it, it felt flukish, right? It was one 75-yard run. One play, one play got him one touchdown. That doesn't scare me at all. That's that's going to happen. Well, it, it, so my initial thought was, oh, I did not realize how bad this Florida defense is. Like, this is this is not good. And then you come out in the very next drive, Georgia goes down six plays, 61 yards in two minutes, 14 seconds, and they get a 32-yard touchdown pass to Stetson Bennett, which it, I don't know if you watched this play, but, man, that uh, uh, Marcus Rosemey Jackson Man, that injury was brutal, and CBS kept showing it. And it's like, would you get it off the damn screen? Like there was, God. there was two big, big injuries that CBS just said we are whoring ourselves out to gore tonight, baby. Ugh. Because that pits hit. Yeah, my wife was watching that game with, she was on her phone watching, and when you heard the collision, she looked up. I verbally said, "Oh no!" Yeah, real loud, and she like looked up, and she was like, "What just happened?" And they showed that replay 25 times from every different angle, will, slow mode. And I was just like, holy, can you please just give these people – we saw it. Yeah, We all we don't understand need what to. happened. Like, like, And you can replay it a few times because they're replaying it to make sure we got to throw this guy out. But there's no doubt. That, way, that guy wasn't coming back anyway. No, he he was he was not coming back in. I don't did Kyle Pitts. I don't think Kyle Pitts ever came back in the game. He he um, did not. I thought that was a game changer. By the way, losing him, I thought that's going that I'm not now. I'm now afraid to have Florida. I thought he was so much of their offense, and he was. He was, but but it also proved that Florida's got a bunch of other guys on that offense. Well, I mean, they got right, guys. That other in, tight end ain't nearly as fast or athletic, yeah. but he is a big ombre. Yes, Ooh, he is. That boy was huge. Hang on, I got to find his stats. Keep pulling up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't even think to look up his measurables. That dude is the definition of a hoss. Yes, he is. Uh, 571 yards of total offense for Florida. Is, is Four, that good? 474. Is that good against what's supposed to be the best defense in the SEC? And maybe people thought the best defense in the country. 570 off yards? 474 passing. So they, they had 97 yards rushing on 37 carries. That's 2.6 yards per carry. But they were never going to win this game by running the football. Uh, they had 474 passing, and I mean that's that's 11 yards pass. Only one interception. Kyle Trask threw four touchdowns, which this is the fifth straight game that is an SEC record for four touchdown games. I mean he is he's putting up ridiculous numbers, just ridiculous. Hey, do you just Ooh. a random thought? Is there any way he comes back? Because I don't know that he's no. necessarily an NFL quarterback. Oh, he's a hundred percent an NFL quarterback. Dan Man. Mullen has made him a a first no, but or second. The problem round is, is Dan. Dan is a Dan is a special coach for quarterbacks, and I don't think the guys that all leave him turn into Dak. Uh, no, this is true, 
This is true, but um, unless he goes to an offensive guru, he will not. He will be a bust. He has to go to a Kyle Shanahan. He has to go to a uh, 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 McVay. He has to go to an Andy Reid, which Andy Reid's not going to take him. Obviously, like he, this guy can't end up in Chicago. Like he's not going to be the savior of a team like that. He's not going. You know. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I do think that he is a fantastic quarterback, though. I mean, he's he's I, really, I think really he's good, but I just don't. I don't. I watch a lot of the NFL, man, and and I've. I don't know. I think some of these quarterbacks would do themselves a favor, just take that extra year and come back for free and dominate <laughs> college football and put up stats that nobody's ever seen before because the game has changed so much. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, you, if you he might came have back for there. a sixth year, which I guess it'd only be a second year to third year to actually start. Um. He could he could set records that won't ever be broken in Florida. Georgia had uh, two quarterbacks that ended up going a combined nine out of twenty nine passing for one hundred twelve yards. Didn't with... they play three quarterbacks? No, no, just two. Oh, that was two. Never mind. I'm 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 harking back to the Tennessee game. Yeah, oh, keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They played three. Uh, Stetson Bennett and Dewan Mathis uh, neither was able to get anything going. They both threw one touchdown pass, but they threw a combined three interceptions. So that's definitely not good. Uh, one hundred twelve yards passing. They had 165 yards rushing on 29 carries. That's 5.7 yards per carry. But, uh, you know, they had the 75-yarder on the first play of the game, and then they really weren't able to get much else going. Zamir White had seven carries for 107 yards. The first one was 75 yards. That means he had six carries for, uh, do the math, what, 30, 32 yards after that? So, oh my God. Or 20, 22 yards. So, not uh, not great. Not great. I mean, just... Just ridiculous. Like Florida this dominated is, this, this is game. This is Georgia's offense. This is Georgia's yeah, offense. Well, this, this is not good. This is, this is against a bad defense, a bad defense, and they yes. can't score against them. They're they, not going to score against anybody. They better hope their defense takes the ball away five times because they can't put points up. So I, this is one of those situations where Gamble is an optical illusion, all right? And maybe it's because he was wearing, like, the long sleeves and so I saw, like, all white on his arms and the way he wore his uniform – Kyle Pitts is 6'6", 240. Gamble is 6'4", 248. I, I he think he's looked, bigger than that. He looked way bigger than that. I thought, he was, I thought he was three inches taller than Pitts. I mean, he looks way more physically big. Now, he could wear big pads, and a lot, I've seen a lot of big dudes. Kyle Pitts could be one of those guys that wears those little bitty tiny wide receiver pads. It could be optical illusions. He looks a lot bigger on the field than Pitts yeah. did, but maybe it's because he was slower and they ran just different kind of schemes. I thought this dude was a monster. Hell, he's the same size as LSU's quarterback. Yeah, he's he's, he's a big old boy. Uh, I mean, they th- this game was exactly what you and I called. Yep. I mean, it, it to a T. We, Dan we called Mullins them. from this point forward is going to take over running that rivalry. I will take the offensive guy over the defensive guy when you're talking about elite level talent. Every time the game has changed, give me a guy like Dan against a moron like Kirby. They have enough talent you can recruit, Kirby, that's going to hang with this guy. So we we had a, a question in our group chat yesterday um, with people asking, like, why has he not gone to JT Daniels? And... Yeah. I asked that question. Yeah, did you? Oh, I thought the other guys asked it. So no, yeah, you no, asked it because when I saw the the kid that started in the Arkansas game, he's starter of the year come out. I was like, wait a minute, we know this kid can't play. What yeah. what is wrong with Daniels? Well, so here's the thing: he's been cleared to play by the Georgia medical staff. Yeah, that, but, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, so we haven't talked about it on the show though. Uh, Two four seven put out an article about it. 
And apparently, and I, I didn't get your opinion on this, but I'm curious what your thoughts are. Apparently, JT Daniels' insurance company, because he, he had an insurance policy, you know, in case of injury or whatever, and of course, Torres ACL had to go back and do another procedure, um, you know, before coming over to Georgia. It took a long time to get him cleared, but he has not been cleared by the insurance company. That's uh, insane. At, have you ever heard of that happening? I have I have not. I have not. Now, so let me tell you this. That is the Daniels family, not the insurance company. You might be right, but here's the so, so so I, here's so my question. On, hold on, hold on. I know th- I know this because A, I'm friends with enough uh doctors, people in the insurance business, but 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 also um you you can you can get a private test as a doctor, as, as a citizen to to say almost anything almost anything your your wife and my wife work worked in special ed in the past yeah and and we've had kids that have come through that i know that tested for giftedness right and they weren't gifted they were just average and then all of a sudden instead of going through the school psychologist and or the recommended psychologist by the state board or whatever they go pay a private psychologist and all of a sudden their iq jumps 30 points that's amazing. Mom and dad wrote an $800 check instead of the state paying for it. And they get the result. They won't. I think this is the, 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 cause I don't think the insurance company has a dog in this fight. They're getting the premium whether they want to or not. They don't care. Um, and, and, and if he gets hurt and never plays again, that's, you know, I don't think that's on, they're not worried about that so much. This is, this is a family who's paid a private doctor to not clear him. That's uh, that's kind of what it seems like. It it feels weird because he he had one mediocre season at USC, and this is supposed to be protecting future earnings. But uh, you can't get future earnings if you don't play. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you, you so work here's your way my question in. to this: Do you think that is a damning indictment on George's? Does his family say, "I do not want my son to play in this offensive system. This is not good. This will hurt him." Right now, the film that we have. We can say he's healthy, he's going into the draft, and we would like for him to not play in this offensive system. Uh, I mean, maybe. I just Hey, how about if a good coach of Kirby Smart is? What a dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I will say, this is the first. And now, I'll, to be fair, to be fair, 19-2 uh, and two in the SEC East. I don't know, care. Over the last, I don't care. You, you can't like, give me his record, Gary. You I know. Just I just, but at some point, I mean, the record is what the record is. But this is the first time that that we have really, because it, it's always this whole thing of like, well, I mean, it's Alabama. Like, what are you supposed to do? Uh, or, or last year, well, it's LSU. It's the best offense in the history of college football. You know, at at some point, then you have to start asking, like, it, you know, Florida oh, it's has just a good South offense. Carolina, Coach Boom. I mean, I guess they get up for a big game every now and then, right? Yeah, it's oh, you it's gotta, just Auburn a couple of years ago when they went in Georgia and beat the hell out of them. And, you know, that happens you sometimes, gotta, right? Well, it wasn't it wasn't in Georgia, but I whatever. I it doesn't it doesn't matter. They beat the <laughs> hell out of them. So, but but that one was was uh, you know, oh, that's in Jordan Hare. Magic stuff happens in Jordan Hare. Okay, like so we, there's, there's always, always an excuse built in for him when his team is a hundred times the talent that everybody else in the East has been since he's gotten there yes and that's the thing is that this is the first time that hey, man there ain't no real excuses like so we uh, one of the things that i that i put for the podcast title and whatnot is was this really an upset if you had told me that georgia was going into this game without richard lecount without george pickens without I jamie the Newman, wrong team all that kind of stuff. i thought florida should have been a minus four pick i thought that's yeah. what the line should have opened and, as. because but uh, here's the thing if if they had jamie newman if they had and, and they didn't 
But all those injuries, right? So they had Davis out, the, the nose tackle on uh, on defense. He yep. is a massive part of their game plan every Correct. week. Um, they had that guy out. They had LeCount out. Uh, Lewisine jumped. Like, he's out because of that vicious hit and everything, right? But it, he wasn't coming back anyway because he's... No, he wasn't coming back. Um, you, you are missing very key, experienced players. Jamie Newman not being there. George Pickens not being there. Those two things definitely hurt. Um, if you told me that they were going to play with their third and fourth string quarterbacks, like, I before the season, we probably would have gone with Florida, right? Yeah. No, I, and, and I did. I did go yeah. with Florida. When I thought everybody was healthy, and I thought this was going to be a straight-up game, best on best, I still went with Florida. I, yep. think, I think Dan Mullins is such a better coach. And at some point in time, he's going to get comparable talent. It took him a while because Florida has fallen on hard times since Urban Meyer left, and they just weren't recruiting at the rate that Florida can recruit. And Dan, not that he's a recruiting guru, because Dan doesn't recruit at all. He doesn't give a shit. Dan takes your three-star talent and walks into five stars all day long and beats the hell out of them. That's what Dan does. He develops players. and he, he, He really is the best coach that he drives me insane. He's fun to laugh at. He's goofy and weird, which normally I like. I don't find him likable at all. But the dude can coach, man. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Just just the purity of coaching. If recruiting wasn't part of the job, which is why I think Dan would be an unbelievable NFL coach. Because he's going to go in. He's gonna. He needs to go to a team that has a GM that's established because he don't give a shit about how you build the team. Just tell me what my players are going to be and let me have enough. Pra- what What would drive him insane about the NFL is the lack of practices. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. That's wait a minute. You want me to make these guys better, but we get one practice a week once the season starts? No, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Georgia uh, scores two touchdowns early. So one play seventy five yards, six play sixty one yards. Uh, Florida. In between those, had a three and out. They got three yards on offense, and suddenly they are down 14 to nothing. And then all Dan Mullen did is lead his team with Kyle Trask and that bunch to a seven-play, 75-yard drive for a touchdown. Uh, Georgia went three and out. 11 plays, 80 yards, and a touchdown. That ties it at 14. Georgia goes three and out. And then Kyle Trask throws a pick six, which makes it 21 to 14. So then Florida comes right back, two plays, 75 yards, Touchdown. Georgia comes out, five plays and a punt. Florida, four plays, 81 yards, touchdown. And then they do 10 plays, 63 yards, and a field goal. And then four plays, 48 yards in 28 seconds, and a touchdown. They are up 38-21 to at the half, and it was done. Dunzo. Uh, Florida came out in the second half, seven plays, 42 yards in three minutes, go up 41-21. to Georgia throws an interception. And then Florida just kind of, you know, rest of the game, takes it easy, like, Several three and outs. It, it, it just was whatever. But, uh, you know, Georgia ends up swapping over to DeWan Mathis. Georgia could never, like, once they got down, it was ball game. Ball game. But that's, hang on. I think that's going to be them. That's what happened at Alabama, by the way. Oh, yeah. That, I, and I don't think it just has to be those two elite teams. I think if they played A&M, this game is no different. If you can score on them and you get a lead, it's over. Yes. It, it's, it, over, it's exactly they what they cannot score. It's exactly what we called. I mean, we yep. we said if you have an elite offense, you will be able to win a game against Georgia because they yes. cannot come back. They cannot keep up with you. Um, and it, I, I hate it for guys like Stetson Bennett and Juan Mathis because you know they. It's not like they're not trying, but 
they just are not capable of running an elite offense. So let's uh, let's move off of that one and let's let's really fly through these right quick. Um, Indiana thirty eight, Michigan twenty one. First win over the Wolverines since nineteen eighty seven. Indiana is now three and zero, and you know outside of Ohio State, probably the biggest story in maybe maybe even bigger of a story than Ohio State right now because Ohio State hadn't had to do a whole lot. Yeah. Um, this was oh, this is the biggest story in the Big Ten, Gary. No, we can't downplay that. This is the biggest story in the Big Ten. Michael Penix thirty out of fifty passing, three hundred forty two yards, three touchdowns, just. Unbelievable. Now, the biggest thing in this game, to me, Michigan, you know, Joe Milton had a, had a day. 18 out of 34, 344 yards, three touchdowns, two picks that were pretty costly. Yeah. Um, but running the football, 18 carries for 13 yards against Indiana. That is just unbelievable to me. Um, I mean, we, it, it, I don't think it's all on Don Brown, uh, but you and I talked a little bit before this, and – you know, that secondary is young. We This is what I I say it every week, but I'm not disciplined enough to go look up the damn information, Gary. That's This is where, this is what makes me an idiot, all right? You, you cannot bet on freshmen and sophomore this year. This year, you just can't do it. Yeah. And that entire defense has one upperclassman on it. It's nuts. I mean, we should have seen this. We should have known this. LSU has nothing but five stars on the team. My team has ne'er a three-star touching the field on defense. They can't stop anybody. Why? Because they're all young, and you can't learn to play football through Zoom at, at 18 years old. You just can't do it. These yeah. guys in Michigan are no different. They're no different. Yeah, They're going to struggle, and they are struggling. These guys are not NFL wide receivers. Michigan State's NFL receivers that cut them to pieces, those boys aren't playing on Sundays, okay? This is not more from Purdue just being a monster on you, all right? This is just they can't cover anybody. Guys wide open down the field. Indiana's a hell of a lot better offensive team than Michigan State is. Yeah. We should have seen this. We should have known this. Yeah, we we really we should have known. We should have known. This is this is and- this is on me. I mean, it's 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 still a little mind-boggling, right? Like Michigan, like who who was still ranked in this game, which is complete malarkey. I mean, just ridiculous to use my old man term. Um, that was like seeing the fact that they had number twenty-three next to their name just blows your mind a little bit. But this team is well, that is won't not be good. there this week. No, this team is not good. Here's what they got left: uh, they got Wisconsin this coming week, and you know those boys are going to be ready to play. Uh, regardless of who they've got behind center. I mean, well, I, I, no, that's the problem. I don't know if it's regardless. They are going to be ready to play, but Wisconsin runs the football, and Michigan can stop the run or slow the run down. They can't stop the pass, and if they are running out a fourth-string quarterback, that this this could be a super interesting game. I, may, maybe you're right. Maybe because right. it's strength on strength. It's not. It's not. You know, they're not able to take advantage of the weakness. I don't think I don't think the four string quarterback at Wisconsin will be able to take advantage of this bad uh secondary. You I could be wrong about that. You might you might be right. You might be right. All right, let's move off of them. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. 
guidebook, guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Let's go to uh, over to the Pac-12 right quick, and here's what we got. Uh, Arizona State loses a complete heartbreaker to USC. Oh. Uh, did you watch this game? I watched. Uh, I I had the the iPad on this game. I was watching the big TV. It was my Notre Dame boys? Uh, my Notre Dame. My 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 Northwestern boys. They're going to be mad that I made that slip. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I, this hurt, this hurt me. This hurt my heart for Herm. You could tell how much he wanted this win. Here is, here's what happened. Uh, Arizona state goes into the half with the lead 17 to 14, right? Yeah. They lead the entire third quarter. They get a touchdown with six minutes left in the third quarter to go up 24 to 14 in the fourth quarter. They go up 27 to 14 with 11 minutes left and they are leading for a, a long, long while. They never trail until the very bloody end so they had a minute 30 left the first time they take the the, the, they trailed the whole game um yes that that would be correct so here here's what ends up happening um usc scores a touchdown with two minutes and 52 seconds left scored nine plays 80 yards one minute and 36 seconds they get the ball back and they score with a minute 20 left six plays 55 yards Mm. one minute and 29 seconds to go up 28 to 27 and they win the game. That was uh as heartbreaking a loss as you can possibly have. I mean, it was just unbelievable. Daniels so, had a hell of a game too. Yes, yes. Jaden Daniels looked good. Uh Arizona State looked good. Uh as far as, you know, total offense, team stats, all that good stuff. Uh in this it's kind of what we expected from a 9 a.m. kick. Four turnovers yep. for USC, three turnovers for Arizona State. USC Correct. Really kind of dominated the game. 556 yards of total offense, had 175 rushing, had 381 passing. That's 40 out of 55. Uh, 6.9 yards per pass, but whatever. They, they, they dominated the game. Keaton Slovis, 40 out of 55, 381, two touchdowns, one pick. USC looked the part, but they kept turning the football over, and they kept turning it over in, like, the worst possible spots. But Arizona State was there to play the game, and I... I mean, they looked good to me. This is exactly what I expected from a Herm Edwards team, but USC yeah. is immensely more talented. Let me let me tell you what's left on USC schedule. Well, nothing. At Arizona, at Utah, Colorado, Washington State, at UCLA. Now, yeah. you know, a couple of those teams got wins this week, but there ain't a whole lot left there. They got this win, and now they can kind of, I, I don't want to say coast through. This, but, this was for the South. Yes, 100%. Right? I mean, we 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 think this was absolutely for the South. Yes, I don't think Utah has has enough. They lost to... way too much. Yeah. They're way too inexperienced. You know how I feel about inexperienced teams. I'll never believe in in, a, in an inexperienced team right now in this year. Yeah. I just won't do it. And and USC has experience. 
So that's, oh yeah, that, that's where no, it came this from. is this is the team that's supposed to win this conference based on everything I know about football in 2020. Now you you are right about that. Uh, Jaden Daniels, by the way, uh, he wasn't as impressive passing the football. No, 11, no, but he had the 111 yards rushing. I mean, yeah. he looks good. he looked good. He's a sophomore, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's what I was going to say. Is uh, 11 out of 23 passing, 134 yards, one touchdown, but 11 carries, 111 yards. His long was 38. So this was not just like one chunk play and then you know a couple of sacks. Or whatever. No, no, he like, he was getting first downs with his legs all day long. Yes, they Arizona State looked good. They looked good. This dude, we so we we talk about like LSU and Michigan's quarterback are two hundred and forty eight pounds. This kid's one hundred and eighty five pounds. He's the same height as those guys. Yes, he is. He is a hundred pounds less than them. It's pretty crazy. But he is fast, man. He's fun. Oh, yeah. He's fun to watch. He's he, fun to watch. Him and him and Herm is. have a, have a relationship that you. F- I feel like it, ESPN did a very good job of making me feel like these guys have a real relationship. Yes, like a relationship that I would envy that they that they matter to one another. I think and, uh, and I think that's big. I think that's it, it's partly why Herm came back to college coach. He wanted to be a part of this. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, I agree. agree. Uh, I like Marvin Harrison there too. I'm mean, Marvin Harrison. Marvin uh, Lewis. Uh, Lewis there. Um, I man him on that sideline and and you know talking about how last year he came in as an analyst because he was just friends of Herm and he just he, once he got on campus he was just like I got to get on the sideline. Yeah, you're giving me the co DC job. I'll train this young kid. I won't take his job, but I I got to be on the sidelines. Yeah, and it, like I, these I think guys love football, and I I that's infectious. That makes me want to root for them. Oh, same here, same here. I I love that team. I love what they're doing. I think that they are building. For they're close, big, big things. man. They're clo- they're young. They're close. Yep, you are correct about that. Jaden Daniels only a sophomore. So yes, true sophomore. Uh, speaking of fantastic quarterbacks, let's move into BYU and uh, Boise State from Friday night. And that was, um, I mean, I, I don't know how to, <laughs> I mean, it was a, a complete beating. Uh, it was 7-3 to three after the first quarter, and you could kind of sense, oh, this is starting to go the other way, right? Jack Sears goes out with a concussion. Um, Cade Finnegan ends up playing. And, and Finnegan played pretty well at in spots last year. Yeah. Um, but man, this I mean, ain't a got... spot. So everybody in our SBR conversation yesterday morning for our closing lines blamed this completely on Sears not being there. Man, I I, I, don't I wouldn't know. say everybody. There were a few guys, but there was a lot of folks that was that was putting it on Sears. I'm gonna tell you, man. Did I Sears play on defense? I don't. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> I don't know if he changes this game at all. No. I mean, I mean, Boise. I do think scores more than three, but. They they're not scoring not near enough to hang with this team. Um, Zach Wilson, twenty one out of twenty seven, three hundred fifty nine yards, two touchdowns, uh, just ridiculous. He he had nine rushes for eight yards, so they were able to bottle him up with that. He did have one rushing touchdown. I would uh, say he got one of the touchdowns. Tyler Algier, I, I believe that's how you say the name. I've always listened to their. I, I I don't listen to the BYU games. I put them on and I've kind of got it on mute. Oh, you should, well, last night you surely you listened to this one though, right? Or no, were you no. on San Diego State when then this land? So I had, I had I had this game on and well, I the had, San Diego State game was a much better game than this. Yeah, I was listening to San Diego State because I had okay. I had money on San Diego State. I know, I know, but uh, okay. but either way, either way, uh, fourteen carries for one hundred twenty three yards for him for Tyler uh, with two touchdowns and Gunnar Romney. Uh, receiver for BYU, six receptions, 133 yards, man. I mean, man, just ridiculous. Just like they, two, 214 yards rushing on 38 carries. That's 5.6 per per carry. 
with five rushing touchdowns and receiving 21 receptions, 359 yards. That's 17.1 per reception uh, with two touchdowns. BYU was unbelievable in this spot against against a, a good really team. good football team. Yes. like this is this is not beating up on Navy. Against this is team. not beating up on some of those lesser opponents that they've played all year and they kicked the crap out of. Boise had the talent advantage in this game. The analytics said that the Boise should win yes, by like one point. Had Boise, yeah, had Boise with the talent advantage. This is why you can't look at analytics Agreed. because. Sometimes a 27-year-old is just going to beat the hell out of an 18-year-old. That's you, just going to happen. You are so right about that. You are so right about that. So this was uh, this was a beating in the in the worst possible way. Uh, Boise just did not look good at home. This BYU and, team is unbelievable. Ooh. I can't like it. It was I saw on Twitter somewhere that 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 they said after this game was over, or no, it was after the Cincinnati game. Uh, yesterday was over, and they were like, "We really need Cincinnati BYU to play one another for the four spot in the playoff." Oh, that'd be so much fun! Like, like wow. after Cincinnati plays their championship game, or don't even make them play their championship game. If they've beaten everybody in lieu of the championship game for the American, they play BYU. That winner, we're just giving them the four spot. Sorry, I I love that. Like, I would, I, if, yeah, if BYU, if this is this is why you need to be malleable and not have hard and fast rules about agree. things because you see. We've got a year this year where we're like, I'm going to be the czar of this, and I'm going to completely change this conference championship game. And I'm going to throw it away, and I'm going to change the rules for the playoffs, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to step in and say we're doing this because it's the best for the sport. BYU only has two games left. They've got North Alabama and they've got San Diego State. Uh, who that San that, Diego State game? We needed San Diego State to kind of run the table and yeah. only maybe lose to BY uh, to Boise if uh, if they. We're going to help BYU at all. Yes, that is correct. Um, I will say this, though. The AAC, you know, it, it may not, it, it's not going to work for this year. No. But the AAC lost UConn. They are down to 11 teams. Oh, my God. Do you think BYU would ever come to that conference? I don't think so. But, they make too much money on their own. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think their their TV deal by themselves is it's worth too, more to them too than, than going over to the AAC. Can you give them a Texas deal? And yeah, say, hey, we'll let you in, but you keep your TV money and we'll play with ours? I mean, maybe. It's I not good for the conference. It's not healthy for the relationship. I mean, this is this is one, I, I one member of be... the marriage has an open relationship and the other member is faithful. It, it ain't going to last long. I, okay? think, I think it is, like, I think it would be better for BYU, honestly. Oh, um, I do too. They, I, they oh. enjoy playing the Pac-12 teams and... You know, it playing you know whatever Notre Dame every now and then and whatever they they want to do that they they schedule Tennessee and Oklahoma and but they still you know, have two whoever. non-cons a year that they can do that. Agreed, agreed. But now you're playing instead of having to play your 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 New Mexico's, which I guess maybe they want those games. I don't know, but you know maybe maybe you get to. Maybe you get to play a Memphis and a Cincinnati and a, and a Houston, which they did play Houston, and an SMU and, and, and these other schools year in and year out. You, you develop a rivalry. If they picked up BYU, that is without question the third best team in the power group, third best conference. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think because I they're that works, close anyway. They're yeah. already the fourth. I think it works them. best for everybody, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It's not going to happen talks, this year. Baby. They, ESPN, give them a big ass deal. Let them throw away that that uh that the one cheap they ass deal the American has now, and then maybe that'll talk. Maybe so. Maybe so. All right. Let's uh let's move into 
the last big game, and then we're going to do a quick recap of uh, all these different conferences. Liberty. Liberty goes on the road to Blacksburg and gets a last-second win, 38-35, over Virginia Tech. And just we, we won't even talk about the full game. Let's just talk about the ending here where Liberty fourth lines up day. for a 59-yard field goal with like nine seconds left. It's fourth and six. They're going to try a 59-yard field goal. They think their kicker's got the leg for it. He's telling them, I can, I can do it, whatever. And Fuente calls a timeout right as they are snapping the football to try this kick. Right now, it's fourth and six. It's still, that's what seconds. you do, though. That's it's, what you do. Yeah, you yeah. ice the kicker. Still, uh, Fuente didn't do anything. Every coach in college football and the NFL hasn't done. Agreed. Agreed. It, I'm, this is not blaming him or whatever. It is just funny how it works out sometimes. Right. It just so, didn't work the way you wanted it. to. So nobody heard the whistle. Nobody heard the whistle for the timeout because it was literally yes. as the ball was being snapped, and as it happened, uh, <laughs> Virginia Tech blocks the field goal and runs it back for a game-winning touchdown with no time left on the clock. That is that would have been an incredible way to end the game because at this point it doesn't we don't care who wins, it's fascinating, right? It's just an, an incredible end to a game. And Correct. that would have won the game 42 to 35 for Virginia Tech. However, because the timeout was called, Hugh Freeze comes out and realizes, "Oh, we ain't trying that again. Like we still got 9 seconds left. Like forget it, we'll just run a play." Yeah. Justin Hamilton, the defensive coordinator for Virginia Tech, ran like a prevent defense. I uh, yeah, and it, gave up. What the, are you doing? Gave up the first. That that is it's criminal. Oh, it's criminal. You have to that's know a, that's a fireball offense. Yes, you have I, to I know, know you're what's not going to fire the guy the first year in his contract. Whatever. That's a fireball offense, though, man. You can't do that. Oh, it it was it was crazy. They it only was, needed like six yards yeah. to be able to make the field goal anyway. Well, it's six yards for the first down because it's fourth and yeah, six. That's it. That's yeah. You know. But 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 to make the field goal even easier, like I just don't know what you're doing at that point to where you play a prevent. They're not trying to hail mary. If you thought they were going to run a hail mary, then then that's a that's a take him to the to the woods and leave him there. Yes, I mean it, it was crazy. So Malik Willis completes a pass, you know, out in the flat and. Very easy, very easy throw. He didn't have to do anything crazy, and and the guy gets out of bounds. So they've got time to set up for a fifty-yard field goal, which the kicker. Let me find his name real quick. But uh, they thought he could make a fifty-nine yarder because this guy's got a leg. Oh yeah, uh, they Alex, definitely know he can make this. I feel he can make this. Alex Barbier. It was his only field goal on the day. He was five out of five on extra points. Hit a fifty-one yarder right down the gut. And wins the game for Liberty, thirty-eight to thirty-five. Liberty now seven and zero, two and zero in the ACC. By the way, <laughs> Coach Hugh just made himself some dough. That next so contract will not be a four million dollar a year contract. Thank you very much. That number is going to start with a six. Um, I will. I will tell you this. I so I posted on Twitter yesterday, and I said, um, let's see. Let me let me find this poll exactly. So I said, question for everyone. Hugh Freeze is going to get some calls for a P5 job after this season. There's only a handful of places rogue enough and desperate enough for a winner that might hire him. Where do you think he fits best? And got 128 votes on it. Not not too shabby. You know who ended up winning that? Who? Texas. 34%. So, surprise. so I, so I played, played poker last night with a Texas guy, and uh, he thought there was no way that they were going to fire Herman. None whatsoever. And I, mean, I maybe, said, I maybe not think, this year. I think but. you're the minor. Well, if you're not firing him this year, you're not getting Hugh because Hugh is signing a three to four year deal somewhere this year. 
Uh, the second place in that poll was South Carolina with 30%. Auburn got 22%. And then we got other at 14%. Uh, had, had a guy that jumped in and said Nebraska. Somebody else jumped in and said Michigan. Um, Illinois, another Michigan. He can't, he can't see. We, we're talking about fits. He cannot fit in at Michigan. Hugh is not recruiting guys that can get in there, and and Hugh is not going to play politics up there. His his he is he is Mississippi born, Mississippi bred. That dude is not going above the Mason Dixon line and going to be successful. Yeah. That's I, I think you're right about that. So I I think he stays in the South. I think Texas would fit. I think Auburn would fit. I think that, I think the perfect marriage is Auburn. I think Texas is pretty damn close though. I didn't even think of them until you brought them up the other day on the show when we were talking about it. South Carolina is a good place. He he it would actually be the easiest job he's ever had because they don't really he do, he wouldn't even have to deal with boosters there. I just don't think they have the problems that all these other places have. No, I, I don't think they do either. Uh, Tennessee, of course, getting waxed last night. So, there were a lot so, of people screaming on. So on I watched Twitter that game. We're gonna talk about that game and kind of. Uh, I watched that game. I had my phone out, my phone going, ESPN app. Thanks for that. And uh, watching that game, I'm sitting between two Tennessee fans. I can't even cheer as Arkansas starts. I just keep laughing. <laughs> I just put my head down and I'm just laughing. And these guys are getting pissed off as that oh as that uh, uh, lead begins to erode. And so I brought up the conversation of Hugh to Tennessee. You brought this up. You brought this to my attention. And both of them immediately said, before this season, in the recruiting cycle, they just extended Pruitt. There's no way they'll fire him after extending him this year because they'd have to pay the full boat of that contract. Yeah. I, I didn't think of that because I had forgotten that. They yes, gave him that massive extension. They yeah. gave him a massive extension, which why? Why? What did he do today? Like he didn't beat. I guess two years ago he beat Florida. It wasn't last year, right? Um, have they beaten Florida in the last? They've beaten Florida once since Pruitt was there, but I think they did. I think they have one big win against a team. It has to be Florida, Georgia. It, it wasn't Georgia. It wasn't Bama. I think it's Florida. Um, and but I don't think it was last year. So why give him the extension? They they lost to Florida thirty four to three last year. Uh, here yeah, so here are who their year. wins were over last year: Chattanooga, Mississippi State. South Carolina, UAB, Kentucky, that Missouri, Vanderbilt. That Chattanooga game came down to the dick cutting too, didn't it? Uh, Chatt- no, Chattanooga, they beat 45 to nothing. They lost to Georgia State and BYU oh, to open the season. That's, that's so, right. The Georgia State game was the game that they lost. That's, I was going to say, I, they either played a, a bad team close or uh, or lost to one. 2018 yeah. was Pruitt's first year. Um, and let's see. Da, 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 da. They lost to West Virginia to open the – no, no, no. Was that, was that his second season? Yeah, that was his remember. second season. So in in his first year, they lost to Florida twenty six to twenty on a hail mary pass. Um, they lost to or they beat Southern Miss, they beat UMass, they beat Indiana State, and they beat Georgia Tech. So they went over in the SEC in that first season. That was a uh, that was not good. Yeah. Twenty eighteen, however, they came out. The big win that you're thinking of is Auburn. They they okay, won at number twenty one Auburn thirty to twenty four, uh, and that was still Garantano's best game. He had three hundred twenty eight yards passing. But uh, they beat Kentucky that year. They beat Charlotte. They beat Auburn. They beat UTEP. They beat East Tennessee State. Uh, but they lost fifty to seventeen to Missouri and thirty eight thirteen at the end of the season. And then last year, you know, we we just talked about that. They they lost to Alabama, lost to Florida, lost to Georgia, lost to BYU early, and then lost to Georgia State in the first game what, of the year. What has he done to get that massive extension? Uh, it's it's all recruiting, and it's the fact that they had an eight game winning streak. Um, uh, you know, at the- I get the recruiting. I get that you because that was my comment to them. I was like, oh yeah, and they were they were asked why would give him a, a big extension. You, I knew they had to extend him because 
you if you don't have three years on your deal, you can't recruit in the SEC. And he did have a really good recruiting class. He would have been a, basically what's a lame duck coach on a contract, and it's really hard to get kids to commit to you. But why why make it so much money? Like, I guess would he just not sign it if he didn't? No, it, his his agent because it was Jimmy a pretty Sexton. big raise. Yeah, it's it's Sexton. Like Sexton got that deal for him. I mean, it's you know you make it seem like uh, like hey, if you don't lock this guy up right now, like he may not sign later on. Like you you got to show him some loyalty. Right, and it, it's just these these schools just are terrible at negotiating. God, yeah. I'd love to be an AD. I would love that. That really is my dream job is to be an athletic director. I would be. I would. I would negotiate hard against some of these guys. I just. I would. I'm yeah. not afraid of you leaving for a better job. You lose to Georgia State, ain't nobody else calling your ass to come get you. Okay, <laughs> nobody else is hiring you away. No, you're. I think you're right about that. I think you. Like are. what? 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 What do these ADs think? What the hell do they think? I, I'm, so so I'm I think you. you take Tennessee out of the mix. Oh yeah, you definitely take Tennessee out of the mix. Let's uh, let's roll through these uh, recaps right quick. Um, ACC, UNC fifty six, Duke twenty four. That was a complete beating. There was nothing to even discuss there. Uh, Boston College sixteen to thirteen. This was kind of expected after BC put up such a fight against Clemson last week, uh, but they got the win, and that's all you needed. Uh, Pitt forty one to seventeen over Florida State. Kenny Pickett came back for this game, and it, it wasn't announced did, uh, yes, until it, like I did not see that. It, I didn't it, see it, even with Pickett, I didn't see him dropping forty burger. It, well, I didn't see the forty burger uh, happening, but it, I still thought they would win. I this is how quickly this shifted. The Kenny Pickett was announced like an hour before the game, and they were two point underdogs. Literally, I saw the tweet two minutes after it came out. The line had already shifted to Pitt minus one, and I went ahead and took it anyway because I thought yep. they were significantly better with Pickett in there, and uh, right. and then they went. So yeah, and, and you were right. Yep. Uh, let's move over to the SEC right quick, and uh, and good gracious, did Texas A and M decide to mollywop Coach Boom in the Gamecocks last night, forty eight to three. Hey, I'm 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 here to tell you. Remember at the beginning of the season when I picked A and M to be to win the SEC? Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to tell you this. If they don't have all those defensive opt-outs because every one of those guys opted out to go into the NFL, they have like six NFL guys that are not playing on this roster because of opt-out. This team is the best team in this. I'd love to see that Alabama game with those guys in it. Had had Notre Dame not gotten that win last night, I I think you could fairly say that. Therefore? Well, I, I think you could fairly say that Texas A&M has the best win of anybody in college football. Well, yeah, it's Florida. Yeah, yeah. So nobody but, else is going to have that outside of Notre Dame. But I do think Notre Dame, with their win over Clemson, has, has they got need that right Notre now. Dame to beat Clemson a second time. Yes, they most because certainly if they do. run the table and and Clemson has two losses and the second one with Lawrence, I I think they're in over Clemson. Oh, I I think so as well. I think so as well. Uh, Mississippi State twenty four, Vandy seventeen. That was uh, I mean, right down to the very end. And I called the under thirty one and a half. Felt good about that. Uh, State just has problems, man. Like well, they, they scored early and they scored pretty fast. And yeah, but they they, they scored score because again. because of Andy turnovers. Like they they had a twenty seven yard drive for a touchdown early, and then they had yeah. another one that was like sixty yards, uh, and then they did nothing else. Like K- KJ is just terrible. KJ is just terrible. Oh, it's it, but it wasn't him. It was Will Rogers. Well, like it, it okay. was. It, I'm telling it, it just that team in general. Like it's going to take some time to rebuild that roster. Um, yeah. And Vandy's defense. Th- this is why I took the under thirty one and a half. Uh, team total for Mississippi State is because Vandy's defense is not awful. Like nope. they they held Mississippi it, it, by by the end of the third quarter, State only had 200 yards of total offense. Like it was it was pretty incredible to watch. So 
the SEC, not a whole lot going on yesterday. Of course, Florida, Georgia was the, uh, the highlight, and we already discussed that. Let's move into the Big Ten here. We already talked about Michigan, and, you know, I mean, that was just a disaster with, uh, with Indiana, but Indiana looks good. That's a big-time story. Maryland, 35-19 to over Penn State. Uh, Baby Tua looks good, man. Like, he looks unbelievable. And I, I don't know how much of it is. Like, at some point, Maryland was was competing against a team that was actually competing. And then it looked like Penn State just dropped out. Like, they, they, they said, you know what? We're done with this. Like, I, I don't know what this team is going to look like for the rest of the season. Like, it may just be a year of development. Because they're, they, they're 0-3. They are not good at all. They're not good. So, and the, the first two losses, I mean, Indiana is 3-0. Ohio State is 3-0. Like, those two, totally reasonable. You lose to Maryland at home, you got Can't problems. I mean, oh, my God. Uh, Northwestern, our boys, the Wildcats, Westlot Pirates, what's up? 21-13 to over Nebraska. Um, this went about how we expected it to. I mean, just right down to the very end, uh, Northwestern looks really good. They're 3-0 and in the Big Ten for the first time in – my God, what, there was a stat Nebraska on Nebraska scored how many points in the second half? Uh, that would be zero, right? I believe it's zero. I believe it's zero. That's I'm telling you, this weeks. Northwestern team, they'll give Notre Dame a run for their money, best defense in the country. Yes, they are fantastic. They haven't given a, played three games so far, and three offensive teams, too. Like, it's not like they're playing, you know, slow mutters that can't score. Well, this, right? this Maryland team has scored 35 points against Penn State and 45 against Minnesota. And they, they scored three, three against Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern gave up 20 points to Iowa last week. That was and, all on turnovers, and four, all on turnovers. Four, well, 14 of them were. They, they drove for two field goals. But, but two of them off turnovers to, gave haven't, them two touchdowns. Haven't given up an offensive drive for a touchdown in a while. And Iowa put up 49 on Michigan State yesterday, 49-7. to seven. They just beat the brakes off of them. They they were ready for a win, and they went out and got it. Good gracious. Minnesota wins over Illinois, 41-14. to 14. Not much to discuss there. And uh, Ohio State and Rutgers went exactly how you and I called it on the SBR show. Uh, Ohio State 49, Rutgers 27. Rutgers was fighting through yeah. that entire game, and you can already see the shift with Shiano as the head coach. Shiano is such a better quarterback. I coach Tennessee fans. They're going to end up throwing up when this thing's all said and done. I, I think you're right. They're going to end up throwing up their guts when this is all said and done. When Shiano's good at Rutgers and they all ran his, they had him, they had him signed and they revolted against their AD and ran him out of town. And they did some despicable ass things. That's why they probably deserve to be losing. I shouldn't defend them the way I do. No, I, I agree. Uh, let's move to the Big 12. Oklahoma State gets a come-from-behind win over Kansas State, 20-18. to 18. Kansas State actually drove and uh, and and had it. I mean, they scored the touchdown, had to get the two-point conversion. Hell, they had the lead most of the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and found themselves down, but had the ball late and uh, did not get that two-point conversion. So, Oklahoma State still in the lead in the Big 12. Kansas State has now suffered two straight losses. That puts them at three total on the season. Um just a tough way to lose a ball game. Oklahoma 62, Kansas 9. That was uh, exactly what we expected. Texas 17, West Virginia 13. This is how crazy this season has been. West Virginia puts up 30 or what, yeah, 37 points on Kansas State last week. I mean, beats them to death. And Kansas State, of course, pretty good defense, right? Pretty good defense. West Virginia scores 13 points on Texas. Against Texas one of the defense. worst defenses in the league. Oh, my God. Texas only scored 17 points, so that is what it is. But, uh, you know. Tom Herman survives another week. We'll just see what happens with that. TCU 34, Texas Tech 18. 
And you want to talk about mad? I was watching this ball game, and this was a 27 to 18 game, and Texas or TCU had the ball with a chance to basically just run out the clock. They could have just run out the clock, and they score a late touchdown to get that cover. I had Texas Tech plus nine and a half, plus nine and a half. I would have gone undefeated yesterday. But you wouldn't have. You weren't covering until the fourth quarter. They they, they were beating them by ten the whole game. You got a backdoor cover. It was early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was early in the fourth quarter. You, yeah. you you got the backdoor cover, but Texas Tech just couldn't score the whole day. They just could not score the football. Yeah, it was it was rough to watch. It was rough to watch. But either way, TCU gets that late touchdown and uh, and they cover. So they win by sixteen. Is what it is. Iowa State was down big against yep. Baylor. Big. big oh big. man, I thought Baylor was going to pull one out. And Iowa State, of course, comes back. Brock Purdy has himself a day, and uh, and they put up 38 points, and they Ooh, win 38 Three 31. interceptions, though, man. Oh, I know. That, that's how Baylor ended up scoring. So, yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. So, let's move off of that. Let's move into the Pac-12 right quick. That was an interesting day for the Pac-12. We already talked about Arizona State and, uh, and USC, but the Pac-12, Colorado, gets a big-time win over UCLA, 48-42. to and this is insane. Colorado was starting a guy that played defensive back last year at quarterback. Like, at quarterback. <laughs> I mean, just it 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 had uh, it had Auburn feels to it. Carl Durrell, like a, a steadying a steadying force in that locker room, I guess, because Jeez. Colorado lost so much last year. And UCLA, I, I have no idea how this game was going to play out. I did not see this though. Oh, this was a crazy ball game. I mean, just it, it, the back and forth. Colorado went up big. Big, like I remember, big. I remember UCLA, it was thirty-five. I would say they were up massive, and UCLA came back, made it a game. I mean, it, it was. It, you know, I, I've got to pull this up because it it, it surprised me to death. Like I, I, I don't know. Um, let's see. It was fourteen it was, to nothing. It was, then it was 30, 14-7. It was thirty-five to fourteen at the half, and then UCLA came out in the second half and really made this a ball game. Um, let's see. Looking at the scoring plays now, so it was thirty-five twenty-one, then thirty-five to twenty-eight. And then uh, Colorado scored again, forty-two to twenty-eight, then forty-two to thirty-five, and then by the end of the third quarter, it was forty-five to thirty-five, and you know Colorado came back out, kicked another field goal, forty-eight to thirty-five. UCLA scores again to make it forty-eight forty-two, and that was as close as they could get. Like yeah. this, this was your prototypical Pac-12 football game, and it was great. Like I mean, just ridiculous. Uh, Oregon beat up on Stanford, thirty-five to fourteen. Uh, Tyler Show is the guy that ended up starting at quarterback for them. 17 out of 26, 227 yards, one touchdown. C.J. Ferdell, 20 carries, 105 yards, one touchdown. Stanford uh, looks like they might be in for a world of hurt this season. It might just be that they played Oregon, but they just look discombobulated the entire ballgame. Uh, and then Washington State, our boy, Nick Rolovich, 38-28 at Oregon State. Oregon State had the more experienced roster. They, had the, uh, they, they were the team on the come-up. Washington State... To start this off was favored by three, and by yep. the by kickoff they were underdogs by three and a half. I was say it's a massive line movement, man. Yes, because everybody had seen the team with more experience typically wins. Uh, I'm going to tell you the shift in Washington State. Like we we talked about how different the offenses are for Washington State now. Uh, Washington State had 33 passes for 227 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, and they had 30. Runs for 229 yards. That's 7.6 yards per rush. Three touchdowns. Uh, when's the last time you saw a Washington State team run for 229 yards? Not in a while. But here's the thing: I don't. I don't need. I don't. I don't remember seeing many Rolovich teams 
run the ball. Oh like no, that. no, he he did this at, at Hawaii all the time. It was that spread offense. Like he, well, okay, they ran but the it ball. was always with the quarterback, right? It wasn't like yeah, well, typically, typically, maybe it was multiple running backs, which is why nobody ever stood out. Yeah, it was it was multiple running backs. Uh, Dion McIntosh uh, for Washington State ran eighteen times for one hundred forty seven yards and one touchdown. I mean, just ridiculous. Uh, the quarterback Jaden Delora. Eight carries, 43 yards, one touchdown, running uh, running the ball. He was 18 out of 33, like I said, 227 yards passing, two touchdowns, one pick. Like, they look good. So, Oregon State, um, you know, while, they, while they're still a feel-good story, Washington State handled We're them. not going to judge them yet, but Washington State never trailed. I nope. mean, they, they never, never really trailed in this game. You are correct about that. All right, moving into the smaller conferences right quick. We'll run through them. Cincy, massive, massive win. Uh, 38 to 10 over Houston, and that game was never in doubt. I mean, it was never close. So, uh, SMU 47, Temple 23. We kind of expected this uh, with Anthony Russo and all that kind of mess. Temple, I mean, uh, sorry, Memphis gets a win, a comeback win, and they were down the entire ball game. I thought, back. Gonna, I thought they did lose this game. I turned, I just quit even paying attention to it, quit checking the score, everything. I just thought it was a loss and I moved on. And I mean, it was like, I don't know, eight o'clock last night when I was rolling through scores. I, was, I text Gary, I said, wait a minute, Memphis won? I didn't know we won. 34-33. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was pretty ridiculous to see. Uh, but Brady White, you know, found a way to come back in this game. He did not play well, but he did at the very end. And, and that's all you need sometimes. So Memphis continues on. And uh, and then finally, Tulane 38, East Carolina 21. Uh, this one, I thought ECU had a real shot in. And, it too. I did too. You know, and I, I ended up not betting it. Like, I, I kept looking at the line, and I was like, this thing scares me to death. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just not going to bet on Tulane games. I don't know what to expect from them. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows, right? Uh, Mountain West. Hey, we had big news from the Mountain West yesterday. Did you see that? Uh-uh. Gary Anderson got fired. Oh, okay. I, I I was trying to think of what news. Yes, yes, I do. I did. Yeah, they they lost uh, in like on Thursday night, thirty four. You mean the to guy nine. that that ran Oregon State into the ground and then quit in the middle of the season and quit on his team in the middle of the season? Yeah, is not a good coach. You mean that, that didn't work out? That would be. Well, here's what's crazy: his career really got started at Utah State. Like he yeah. got things rolling at Utah State. Then He's, left yeah, for that's Wisconsin. Where he made his bones, and then he didn't like the way things were being run at Wisconsin, so he left them. Like after left. his second season to go to Oregon State, then he quits at Oregon State in the middle of his second season, and then he sits out and he goes back to uh, to Utah State after Matt Wellesley. Surely he can't get another job, right? I mean, you would have to assume he's probably done at this point. Like you'd have to think that, right? Yeah, because that that unless team he's a moron, awful. he's made enough money, he should be fine. So let's just let they, somebody else do this job. Yes, they they should be okay. If you can't finish seasons out, you you can't do this game. I mean, you want to quit in the NFL, that's professionals. You can't quit on college kids that you recruited, man. Yeah, I, I agree. And he didn't quit this time. but No, no, not this time. But, but he deserves still, to get fired on this one. You're right about that. Colorado State, we already talked about that a little bit. Uh, wins 34-24 to over Wyoming. San Jose State, 28-17 to over San Diego State. Fresno, 40-27 to uh, over UNLV. We you know, that's typical, I guess. Uh, Hawaii, 39-33. to 33. That was a late-night game over New Mexico. New Mexico has looked pretty decent, man. Like, they're, they're not a terrible team. Um, no. But Hawaii, even even under Todd Graham, I thought Todd Graham might make them boring. No, they, I don't think anybody could be boring at Hawaii. Like, they're, they're just fun to watch. And I love having the late-night uh, Hawaii game on. I mean, it's just, it's so much fun. Even when you got to try and find it on, like, the stadium app. It's it's good. It's good to have in there. Um Last two conferences, and then we will bust out of here. 
It's been a little longer than usual, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of football yesterday. We got all the conferences back now. Conference USA, Marshall, 51-10 to 10 over UMass, and they overhit for me, but Marshall did not get that cover for you. No, they, they, they were they, right they, there. They, they, they sat on it at the end of the game, which is, which is a respectable thing to do. I knew that was probably going to happen. It's a little fun play. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Uh, North Alabama had a lead over Southern Miss for the majority of the ball game, and Southern Miss ends up winning twenty four to thirteen with with late scores and whatnot. But that that should tell you everything you need to know about the fact that Southern Miss is in bad shape right now. Uh, Florida Atlantic won over Western Kentucky ten to six, and that wraps up the Conference USA stuff. There was not much going on. They had four games in that conference postponed yesterday, uh, either postponed or canceled. So not a uh, not good for them. Is what it is. All right, finally. We'll, uh, we'll get out of here by discussing one of our favorite conferences, and that is the Sun Belt. Coastal. Coastal Carolina, 23-6 to over South Alabama. That I expected more scoring in that game, but, you know, Coastal Carolina's defense has now held uh, Georgia State to zero points and South Alabama to six, both of their lowest point totals of the season. Georgia State came back this week, put up 52 points on Louisiana Monroe after, after getting a goose egg last week. And, and they allowed Louisiana Monroe to score two touchdowns late, which got me a push for one of my bets. I had a minus 18. They push at 18. Louisiana Monroe gets beat 52-34 to 34 by Georgia State. Louisiana, 27-20 to 20 over Arkansas State. They, you, we talked about this earlier in the season. Billy Napier is just not blowing anybody out. Like, nope. it's crazy. Nope. Talked about it yesterday on the, uh, on the, on the uh, SBR show. closing line show. I said, man, I, the more I look at this, dude, I – I don't think they've beaten anybody by two scores outside of the first game of the season. I don't know why or not by two scores, by 14, by two touchdowns. There's no way I'd lay those points. I said, you got to take Arkansas State or stay off the game. Even though Ark State hadn't played well, hell, I thought Ark was going to win the game. It, it looked like it at certain points in this game. I mean, it was just They crazy. were the better football team most of the game. Yes. Yes, they were. Uh, Georgia Southern 20-13 to 13 over Troy and App State 38-17 to 17 over Texas State. Uh App looks, you know, pretty good. Like they, they have gotten some some easy games here, but we are getting ever so close to the Coastal Carolina and App State game, and I think that one is going to be fantastic. Uh, here is what we have left for both of those teams to be able to get to that, so that we can get College Game Day to show up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, App State still has Georgia, uh, sorry, Georgia State this week, and then they've got Coastal the very next week, and Coastal has got, uh, let's see, at Troy this week, and that could be interesting. That could be interesting. So we'll, we'll see what happens with those two games. If things go well, we will, I believe, get game day in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. How yeah, much fun so. is that going to be? The shots, baby. That's going to be a pretty awesome. <laughs> the hey, shot clears. Do they have a game between that game and Liberty, or is Liberty in the next week? Uh, no, Liberty is uh, December 5th. They do have a game at the end, and I've already closed it out. But No, it's not, no, no. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't back-to-back big, big games like that. No, no, um, no. They, there's, a, there's a world. They get through that App State game. Liberty's coming in undefeated. That's going to be another. They're going to have two major TV games. Uh, most certainly. They have got Texas State after that, and then they've Ooh, got Liberty. Texas, so, Texas State, no joke, but they should beat Texas State. Uh, you would think so. Yeah, you would think they would. Um, let's see. Liberty has got Western Carolina this week, and then Liberty goes on the road to NC State. Ooh, yeah. that's going to be. So they both got a big boy game coming up before on, they on try the, to get one another. On the same weekend. So on November 21st. Day, yeah. And then Liberty gets UMass the week before they play Coastal. 
That's going to be some fun, man. I can't wait. I, I love football so much, man. I, yesterday made me feel so good because I didn't have to worry about Alabama. You didn't have yeah. to worry about LSU. It was no. fun to just enjoy, you know, a full weekend. You know, just enjoy the games. Well, the winning helps, game. Gary. Winning helps. Uh, winning certainly helps. Um, I mean, if I was one in five, I would not have enjoyed yesterday. Uh, that's a very good point. That's a very good point. I ended up going, uh, let's see, in my official picks, ended up going four, four, one, and one yesterday. There you go. So there you go. I, I, got, I got right. That's in a that hell of a game. weekend. So, well, the problem was that I, I was 0-2 in the weeknight game. So, <laughs> yeah. so 4-3-1 and one for the weekend, but that's still winning. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling all right. Things Hang are on. good. Are those your official picks? So you didn't count the 0-2 the the for the official? No, the 0-2 were for the official. How did like, you do but, the official? How did you do on the official picks overall? I don't that, care about four, four, what's three, weekend, what's four, not. 4-3-1 four, okay. on the official picks. So Because I, I had a ninth game, but that was Louisiana Tech, North Texas. It got postponed. So yeah, that's fine. But yeah, four, three, and one on the Tuesday show. Uh ended up okay. Ended up okay. Yeah. So not not too shabby. Way better than the last two weeks where I went two and seven and two and five. So way better. I will, I will take four and three every single week. Give me yes. that. All right. Uh let's go ahead and get out of here. It's been a long show, a long morning, but uh but we appreciate everybody being here and checking out the show. Of course, this is a podcast exclusive. We do it every Sunday and Thursday. We do our viewing guide on Thursdays. We do our recaps on Sundays, and you can only get it right here on the podcast. So make sure you are subscribed, of course, to the podcast and leave a nice five-star review. And you can also check out our live show every Monday, Wednesday, Friday on YouTube, Periscope, Twitch, or Facebook. Uh, Subscribe or like or follow or whatever the hell it's called for each one of those. Go and knock that thing out. You can jump in, be a part of the chat during the show. We typically do those around 4.30 p.m. Central Time, God's Time Zone, of course. So make sure that you tune into those. Go to winningcureseverything.com to find out more about us, more about everything else that we're doing. Go to sbrpicks.com slash NCAAF. You can read our articles every week. You can get to our videos over there. And if you just want to watch us on YouTube, of course, there's the Winning Cures Everything YouTube page where we do most of our stuff. And then we do our college football content or the majority of it over at SBR Picks on YouTube. You can find it there very easily. Just search for SBR Picks. All right, let's go ahead and dive out of here. Uh, Chris, is there anything else we need to hit? That's it, brother. That is it. All right, you guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much. Like we said, make sure you are subscribed. You can always follow us on Twitter. I'm at GaryWCE. I'm at CrispyGNini. You guys take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we will see you again on Monday. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. 
Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.